Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, Tampa Bay sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. You're in the gymnasium on this Saturday morning, the 13th of May. Big week of sports to get to. We're talking about the Rays up there taking care of business in Gotham City with the Yankees. Of course, the NBA and the NHL playoffs and the Bucks season schedule came out. We'll be breaking that down as well. The number here, 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com if you want to send an email. Weigh in on any topic we're going to talk about. We'll be right back to kick off the show on Power 90.1. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865-800-291-2865-800-291-2865 That's 800-291-2865 Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1 Welcome back, sports fans. Hopefully everyone's weekend is off to a great start. How about the Rays? They go up to New York for a four-game series. Thursday night, win the first game, 8-2. Josh Lau, 435-foot home run. That put the Rays up 7-0. At that point, we went on to win the game, 8-2. And I'll tell you what, people are starting to believe in our Rays uh, you read some articles, New York saying, fa- baseball fans are saying they can't believe that the Rays are doing what they're doing. They must be you know, cheating somehow and all this kind of nonsense. But there's no way that the Rays could be doing as well as they are. Drew Rasmussen extended his scoreless streak against the Yankees to 21 innings. 21 straight innings, and Tampa Bay became the first team to open at 30 wins and only 9 losses since the 2001 Seattle Mariners have done that. So if you go back uh, a little bit, the Rays have won 3 of 4 from the Yankees in the 7-day span, going back to last weekend. So right now... If you look at it, you can say it's still early, but hey, 39 games, 40 games, that's almost a quarter of a season, right? Um, I think that if you look at everything right now, barring any injuries, I know Franco tweaked something in his neck. We'll see what happens with him uh, if he comes back over the weekend here. But I think that if you look at the Rays right now, Everyone's stepping up, one person after the other. Look at the game on Thursday night. Not quite sure why Aaron Boone took out Domingo Herman in that game. He only threw 81 pitches. I think he was in the fifth inning or something like that. And But then again, you know, you have analytics, and the analytics said take him out. So they did, and they lost 8-2. to two. So uh, like we said last week, the, the, the Rays were still leading the majors in runs scored. Uh, we kept that streak alive this week. 239 runs scored leads the majors. 
We've only given up 118 runs. That also leads the majors. So you can't really ask for anything more. If you're a baseball fan, if you're a Rays fan, you can't ask for the team to be doing any more than they're doing right now. I know we had a tough couple games against the um, Orioles this week, but let, let me tell you something. The Orioles are for real. They're a team that... Uh, that, that whole American League East, you look at what's going on in the American League East, the Yankees are still in last place. Uh, I think they're a couple games, three, four games over 500. They're like nine games back. Toronto, eight games back. Uh, Red Sox, 22 and 16 at seven and a half back. Baltimore's in second place at five back. So as long as all those teams stay behind us, they can all fight for second spot in the AL East as long as we still hold on to the top spot there in the division. That's that's really all that matters. But um, right now at home, we're 19 and three, 11 and six on the road. We still have 100 and. 21 plus in the differential run division based on those numbers I just threw out there for runs scored and runs against. Last 10 games were 7-3. and three. So, you know, when are people going to start saying, you know what, yeah, maybe the, maybe the Rays are for real. Maybe it wasn't a fluke the way that they started off the beginning of the season. Uh, like I said, Thursday night, Josh Lowe stepped up, but there are so many people on this team that it's the next person up mentality and you know if someone's out for a game or two uh, cash may have you as a pinch hitter tell you to be ready you don't know what's going to happen but after winning 30 games um, you know you have some uh, players on this team that are continuing with uh, some good at bat appearances good pitching appearances we talked about Rasmussen uh, you look at you know Wander Franco right now 318 on base percentage of um, 374 slugging percentage of 554 Diaz Yandy at first baseman home runs 9 I think Law has 8 home runs now Rosarina 30 RBIs Josh Law I think he's up to 25 right now Randy's batting over 310. I think he's around 312. You know, I mean, I don't know what more you could ask for this team. Uh, the, the bullpen is looking strong. Uh, every once in a while, we'll go out there and forget how to score runs like we did against Baltimore couple times this past week. But McClanahan, seventh win. He's already 7-0. and oh. Uh, so, unfortunately, Clevenger uh, has an ACL injury. I think he's probably going to be done for the season. But, you know, we go out there and as we played the Yankees last week, we called that this, this top pitcher, Garrett Cole, had sailed through the season so far. And all of a sudden we go up there. They have a six run lead. We come back to beat them eight to seven. That's the thing about this team that, that really impresses me is that. You can't count this team out. They could be, you know, up by five or six runs and you feel comfortable. You never know about the other team. But our, our pitching, our mid-relief and our uh, bullpen at the end of the game has been strong. That's been one of our strong suits for the last several years. But the interesting component that I will say, in my opinion, through the first 39 games this year, is that the Rays aren't out of any game. They can score in bunches. They can put up, you know, five, six, seven, eight runs in an inning. 
um, at, at some times. No, not every game, obviously. No one's going to be able to go out there and do that. But if you look at what this team has done, um, start throwing at a Rose Arena. That's all right. We're gonna next guy up's gonna you know knock one out of the park like we did last weekend playing the Yankees. So we have the talent, and you know what really aggravates a team like the Yankees is that we're doing it with a third of the payroll that, that they have, and that really is bothering Yankees, Yankees fans. That what that's what initiates this talk about. Well, no, maybe the Rays are you know cheating somehow, or something's got to be going on because it can't be uh, happening the way it is. But it, it is, guys. So enjoy it. Like I said, there's slumps during the season. Uh, there's going to be times where we're not going to be able to manufacture a run. You saw some of that this past week, unfortunately, against Baltimore. That's just the way it is. You know, sometimes you, uh, you know, you win two to one. Sometimes you lose two to one, like we did against Baltimore this week. We lost four to two against Baltimore. So some low-scoring games, but like I said, Baltimore, um, they're a pretty good team right now. So you got to be happy with what the Rays are doing. Anything you want to comment on, 877-448-7901, jimmybsports.com. If you want to go in and leave a message, an email, we'll get that read on the show. But I think overall, the race season so far has outweighed anything that any race fans would have uh, predicted. If you thought they were going to have 30 wins at this point in the year, I'm going to question that because I don't think that uh, is, is what it uh, would have appeared before the season started. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Pickleball training simplified is the Ernie. The Ernie holds 150 balls and shoots 10 to 65 miles per hour. Controlled by your smartphone, the Ernie has 24 pre-programmed drills that you can customize. The future of pickleball training is here. Go to the ErniePickleballMachine.com for more information. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Train, win, repeat with the Ernie. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. Want to keep the segment going about the Rays. We talked about how great they looked this year so far, how strong they look against the Yankees. Rasmussen, 21 uh, scoreless innings against the Yankees. All of a sudden, come Friday, they say that he's on the 60-day IL list with a flexor strain. That's a huge blow to the Rays pitching staff, uh, especially with the injuries we have to our starters already. So if you remember, Rasmussen had a um, Tommy John surgery twice in his career, 2016 and 2017. So it's just surprising, especially after how strong he looked on Thursday's game, like we talked about, he went seven shutout innings uh, in the 8-2 to two win. He struck out seven, allowed two hits, and 56 of his 76 pitches were for strikes. Uh, he said that he noticed something was wrong when his velocity was down and his pitches did not have the same shape during the seventh inning. And, of course, he reported that to the uh, team manager, Cash, there. And Cash immediately pulled the starter. So, you know, he says more sensitivity on the nerves, not any severe pain. But the nerve flared up and uh, they're going to get some imaging done. 
and we'll see what happens. He's had a great season, 2.62 ERA in 44 and two-thirds innings. Uh, we just can't afford to be losing these starting pitchers the way we are. And with him out, you know, Eflin just came back after a stint on the IL. Um, don't forget, we have Jeffrey Springs, uh, who underwent Tommy John surgery himself back in April. Tyler Glass now. Uh, he hasn't pitched the whole season since having that sore oblique in spring training. Um, Fairbanks, Pete Fairbanks, he's out. So the injuries are starting to pile up. Like I said, it's a long season uh, with 160-plus games. So everything's going to come into play. It's going to be a season of ebbs and flows and no, you never know what's going to happen, so you have to just take it one game at a time in this situation, one inning or one pitch at a time. Um, there's an email that was interesting from Marty in Tampa saying during the last seven or eight years, he's noticed that the Rays have pitchers, starting pitchers, relievers that have had arm, elbow, and shoulder injuries that have come up through the system. Do you think there's a certain style being taught while they're being developed that's causing these injuries? Well, that's a great question, Marty. Uh, you know, I have no idea what the answer to that would be, obviously. I do think that a lot of the pitchers, like you mentioned, are coming with arm injuries in one way, shape, or form. So there is something that is causing it. Not sure if it's... Um, you know, if they're being overused or underused in some situations, not quite sure, but that's a great question. And uh, I'm going to look into that myself and see if I can get some answers as to what possibly it could be. Appreciate the email. Um, number here, 877-448-7901. Sports at power901.com is the email. As always, like to hear your questions on the emails. We're going to come back, take a quick break, and back talk about the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and a little bit about the Bucks. How about the Bucks season schedule? What do you think about that? During the break, let me know what you think, and we'll talk about it on the show. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. That's 800-331-3981. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, playoff fans. NHL and NBA Tell you what, these playoffs this year, these games are all seem to be exciting. No blowout series. You're going to six, seven games. Talking about the NBA playoffs a little bit. Um, you saw a couple of surprises in the first round. You had the number eight seed, Miami Heat, uh, who came from the play-in tournament, knocking off the Milwaukee Bucks. I know we talked about that last week. That led to the coach being fired there with the Bucks, but they had 58 wins in their regular season. They, they led the league in wins. Western Conference, the Lakers became the second playing team to advance when they defeated the Memphis Grizzlies. So, um, 
You're looking at teams right now, the Golden State Warriors entered the playoffs as the defending champions from last year. They stayed alive with the Game 7 win against the Sacramento Kings in the first round. So all four rounds of the playoffs were best of seven format. That's been the case since 2003, I believe. So uh, the Denver Nuggets, they're the first team to advance to the conference finals. They defeated the Phoenix Suns in six games that ended on Thursday night, I, I think. So um, if you look at the, the semifinals in the East right now, you had the Miami Heat, who we talked about, who they upset the, the Bucks, are playing the New York Knicks. Now, the Heat won the first game. They stole one in New York. Knicks came back to tie it up. Uh, Heat came back. They won two in a row. So... You look at this series right now, going into the weekend, Miami leads the series 3-2. to two. They're going to try to close it out. Uh, and if not, they'll play Monday in a Game 7 up in Madison Square Garden. Um, the playoff Jimmy, or Jimmy Buckets, Jimmy Butler of the Heat. When the chips are down, there's not many players that show up more so than him. He's averaging over 30 a game despite the ankle sprain that he had. Remember, he didn't play in game two up there uh, when he sprained his ankle. But they're, uh, the Knicks are on the brink of elimination. Brunson, Jalen Brunson had 38 points in game five and a must win for the Knicks. They won that game 112 to 103. He had 38 to force a game six. And the thing about the 38 that he had, he played all 48 minutes of that game. So when you look at what the All-Stars need to do when it comes time for the playoffs, whether it be the NBA, the NHL, those are the guys that step up. And I think um, if you look at the Heat, they're a team that follow in the footsteps of their president there, Pat Riley. And that's a gritty team, whether you talk about Kevin Love, Adebayo, of course, Butler. Those guys, they come to play every game, and you can't count them out no matter what the score of the game is. They have a culture down there that uh, doesn't always show up in the stats. There's a lot of uh, pride down there in South Florida when it comes to that Miami Heat team. So we'll see how they do against the Knicks this weekend. The other Eastern final, you got the Celtics versus the Sixers. How about that for a matchup? That's going back. That's older than dirt. Those two teams have been going at it for a long time. That's at 3-3. And Game 7 is going to be Sunday up there at the Boston Garden. Should never have gotten that far. Um... The Sixers had a chance to close it out in Game 6 at home. And it was a very sloppily played game, if you ask me. Uh, the Celtics won the game 95-86. to 86. Uh, Tatum, Jason Tatum for the Celtics was 0 for 10 or 0 for 11 in the first half. And then he, you know, fourth quarter stepped up like we just talked about. The All-Stars step up when they have to. He had, I think, 16 of the 19 points or something in the last couple minutes to propel them to a victory. The Sixers, you can't figure out that team. I, and I, for the life of me, I can't figure out James Harden 
I don't know what goes through that guy's mind. He has 45, I think, in the first game, comes back, has a terrible game. When they have to win, they win an overtime game, game four, 116 to 115. He has 42 points in that game. I think it was last Sunday or something. Um, and then he goes back to driving. He looks like Ben Simmons not wanting to score. I mean, Doc Rivers, you need to tell Harden that we need you to put points on the board. If you don't, we're not going to win. If you want to go out there and have 12 assists, that's great. But you know what? It's not going to help us. We won't be able to get to the next round. So you have one more chance. It's game seven. Unfortunately, you're not going to, if you're a Sixers fan, I really don't see Tatum having another game, bad game, the way he did for the first two and a half or three quarters. And no, Marcus Smart, no, he's someone that plays tough on both sides of the ball. Um, They just have, the Celtics, I think, have better talent. And that's saying something when you're talking about the likes of the MVP with Joel Embiid. Uh, And you have Harden on the team. So when you have those two guys, you would think probably the best give and go two-man game in the league but it seems to me as good as Embiid is in the first half he doesn't show up in the second half and when he does show up he gets tired by the third or fourth quarter Al Horford was schooling him in that game um game four I think it was where they're lucky to win Horford was blocking a couple of his shots and I was surprised to see him do that. Uh, and again, it's going back and forth. Uh, Sixers win one, Celtics win two, Sixers win two, Celtics win one. So, you know, the two best wards in sports, I've said it many times, are game seven. And we're going to get a nice game seven on Sunday. So your thoughts on what you think may happen in that game? Go to JimmyBSports.com. Shoot me an email. What do you think uh, both coaches need to do to get their team ready for that one? Uh, then you go to the Western Conference semifinals. Denver, like I mentioned, they punched their ticket to the Western Conference finals. They knocked off the Suns four games to two. I mean, knocking them off is one thing, but the way that they beat them like a drum in game six was you know, something to watch. When you're talking about uh Dolchitz out there, the um, the MVP, the last couple seasons, uh, he's he's unbelievable. You, you can't really stop him. Nikola Jokic, he goes out there, you know, whether he wants to score, pass, rebound, uh, for a big man, you just can't stop him. I know Durant tried a couple times. Um, you had that shoving incident, if you remember, with the owner, uh, Ishbia, I guess it was. And then Jokic, before the game, hands him the ball. In a, in a, I guess a playful moment, if you will, just to show some good sportsmanship, which was nice to see. Uh, for the most part, the, the players, I, mean, I haven't seen any uh, flagrant fouls that should have been suspended or whatnot. Draymond Green's even... Um, getting his act together a little bit, I suppose. But the Suns had to be disappointed. They got blown out last year, I think, in Game 6 as well. And this was definitely an embarrassing game for them, losing by 25, 25, I guess it was, 
Thursday night. So Durant is going to have to figure out what he needs to do. Devin Booker is a new face of that team, and it's going to be interesting to see what direction they go in after that. But, you know, when you get... When you get the kind of players that the Nuggets have on that team right now, it's going to be tough to see what they do against the winner of the other semifinal game, which is the Lakers and the Warriors. The Warriors, of course, are the defending champions from last year. And, you know, right now they're down three to two going into the weekend. They'd be playing at the Lakers and then, if need be, back to Golden State for game seven. So... Uh, you know, I think the X factor is you now Kevon Looney there for the Warriors. You know, uh, he sets the tone sometimes, uh, and Green sets the tone as as the Warriors keep their season alive. I think that you talk about the Lakers. Of course, you're going to talk about LeBron and Anthony Davis, AD. Sometimes the AD stands for alternate days with him. One day he looks great, the next day he looks um, not so great. Some Similar to Harden, if you will, in my opinion. He had that elbow to the head, which didn't look that serious, but they uh, took him off the court at the end of the game, and they say he's going to be playing. So we'll see what happens. The Warriors, they've been down before. They'll tell you we made history before. We're not done yet, so we're going to see uh, how they come out and play. You have Curry. You have Clay, You have you know, Draymond Green. They're going to go out there and play. So the Lakers... Uh, they, they may win it, but the, the Warriors aren't going to go down without a fight. So that's the uh, NBA playoffs. I uh, would love to hear your thoughts on which one of um, the teams getting to the Western Finals and the Eastern Finals you think had the best shot of winning it. We'll be right back to keep the show going. You are in the gymnasium on Power 90.1. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you, we promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. 800-918-7169. That's 800-918-7169. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, Bucks fans. While the schedule came out for all the teams in the NFL, first game is going to be Thursday, September the 7th, when you have the Detroit Lions at Kansas City. 8:20 game. That's on a Thursday night, obviously. You know these Thursday night games. I'm not a fan of the Thursday night games. I think it messes up the team's chemistry. Uh, getting ready for the the Sunday game, either the the week before it's a short week, or now you have the extra days in the week after. So either way, that's the first game of the season. Looking forward to the football. Um, getting started at that point in time. For right now, it's not much talk about football. I don't even like really talking about it all that much during this time of the year. There's enough going on with all the other sports. But, of course, we want to talk about the Bucks. The Bucks' first game is going to be the, the 10th of September as they travel up to Minnesota. That's a 1 o'clock game. Um, so they'll be up there to start their, start their season 
I wonder who's going to be the quarterback. You look at that team. You look at, you know, you have Baker Mayfield, who I honestly think that he's typically okay when he plays within himself. If you ask him to do uh, too much, then, you know, I I think you have a problem. I, I do think that you have Kyle Trask, who will be fighting with him for a um, starting position. So you talk about Mayfield, you talk about Trask. What's that going to say for the team? Uh, what do you think? It's a long way off from what we had last year with the GOAT, Tom Brady, out there. So it's going to be a trying time, I think, until they can really put something together and you know whether it's going to be a, a running game that remains to be seen is it going to be a some type of passing game i'll tell you what though canales at uh, the offensive coordinator it's good to hear him um i'm not quite sure if um he can call an offensive play i'm not quite sure how good he is as an offensive coordinator we're going to find out here relatively soon but what he does very well is he seems to be motivating he seems to be saying the right things he's building up the team he's uh, saying and doing all the right things right now and like I said there hasn't been any X's or O's they're not on the field they're not practicing so all that may go by the wayside but so far I have to say that what I have seen and heard of our new offensive coordinator I like so far so you have the Bucks at Minnesota then they'll come home for the home opener against the Bears on the 17th of course the Bears have Justin Fields Uh, will they be better than last year probably I would think that the Bears, um, it's going to be a good game. I'm sure you'll see a lot of Bears fans down here, like you always do when um, they come to town. That would be the home opener. Then you have September 25th, which is a Monday night game against the Eagles, NFC champion Eagles come to town. Um, That'll be one of the two primetime games. Of course, when you have a Monday night game, I think we had five of those primetime games last year, but that had a lot to do with, of course, Brady being here. I think that uh, that would be a test. And then you go at New Orleans on the first, and then you have a bye week. Uh, it's an unusual early bye week for the Bucks. I think that that could be good or bad. Typically, you want one a little bit later in the season when some of the players are banged up and you're trying to recuperate and recover. Uh, however, in this situation with the Bucks, I truly feel that when you have the quarterback battle between Mayfield and Trask, as it looks right now going into the season, if whoever gets the starting nod, if after the first four games things aren't going so smooth, a good chance to work them work the second quarterback into the bye week and get them ready to come back because they'll be playing Detroit and Atlanta in back-to-back home games on the 15th and the 22nd of October. Then we go up to Buffalo for the 26th and that should be a nice change of weather for the uh, for the players going up to Buffalo. And then November 12th, we play Tennessee at home, travel across country to San Fran, On the 19th, come back across, play Indianapolis on the 26th. 
and that takes care of the month of November. Then we go to December, we're at Carolina, actually we host Carolina on the 3rd, then we're at Atlanta on the 10th, at Green Bay on the 17th, and we host Jacksonville on Christmas Eve, December 24th, and we host the Saints on the 31st, on New Year's Eve. So if you want to build some football into your holidays, uh, take the family or uh, whatever it may be, a nice Christmas present, you can uh, do that. Go see Jacksonville play on Christmas Eve or see uh, the Saints play. And then week 18 uh, to be determined at Carolina. Whatever that means, I'm not quite sure. I never saw that before. But if you look at this, the schedule... Um, we are the 22nd toughest schedule in the NFL. So, I don't know. What do you say about that? We're going to be facing some teams that are, of course, in the division. The Saints are always tough. Carolina always plays us well. Atlanta is up and coming. So, that's going to be the, the division itself is going to be tough. And then we're playing the black and blue vision, division where you have Green Bay, um, you have Detroit uh, and Chicago. So, you know, that's going to be tough as well as opening up with Minnesota in that division. So I think it's uh, going to be a tough, that's why it's the 22nd toughest schedule. I looked at the over-under for wins for the Bucks this year. Vegas has them at six and a half. So I'm looking at the schedule. I'm trying to find out where we're going to win six games or seven games and I'm going to leave that to you. So shoot me an email. Let me know with the schedule out, which games you feel confident in. Because I'm looking up and down the schedule. And I can tell you that I can't say with any one game there that I feel truly confident that we're the better team with what we have right now going into the game. But that's why you play the game. You just never know. Anyway, I just want to say thank you for listening to the show. That's all the time we have. We're going to break down the NHL. The next time we get together, we'll have the NBA um, Eastern and Western Finals. We'll get some more updates on the Rays. Hopefully, we can have a good weekend against the Yankees, put some more space between us and uh, the rest of the American League East Division. Let's hope that Rasmussen and the rest of the uh, injured pitchers for the Rays have a chance to mend and be ready for the long haul. As always, stay safe, stay vigilant. Above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium. Thank you for listening. Bye.